Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Embracing the Gray with Vic and Kels, where we are here to challenge the all or nothing thinking when it comes to all things food, body, and mindset. And today we're going to be talking about what is necessary to make real change. I think we can all get into this place where there's things we're complaining about, we're whining about, there's things we don't really like about in our life, but we're like waiting for that kind of kick in the ass or that, you know, when to feel motivated enough to actually take action and do something about it. And I thought it'd be fun for Victoria and I to talk about moments in our, our lives where we really made a decision to make real change. And we'll talk about that word decide. And this is, by the way, inspired by a video I saw uh, by Jim Rohn. If you don't know who Jim Rohn is, he's kind of the founding father of, what did you say, personal development, self-growth type stuff. Um, we'll make sure to link that video in the description. It's like five minutes long, definitely worth listening to. Uh, but he talked about the four emotions that you will experience on the day that changes your life. And he said that they are disgust, decision, desire, and resolve. So that's what we're going to be talking about. How are you doing, Miss Vic? I'm well. I really, I actually really liked that video. Um, I didn't know there was also a book about it. So mm -hmm. we can link that as well. So do you feel like the, those, they, those emotions have to go in order or do you feel like it's a process or what is your perspective on that? That's a great question. I, if I were to put them in order, I guess I feel like I would have thought like it'd go disgust, desire, decision, resolve. Um, and I don't know if it has to go in order. I don't even know if you have to really experience like, all correct. of them. You <laughs> no, know what I mean? My, my thing was like, dis so I guess it kind of just depends on like what you're motivated by, but like, I'm, it's, it was real, it's really hard for me to be motivated by like, oh, like everything's going to be great. Like, mm -hmm. like somebody telling me at my worst of the worst that I was perfect just the way I am was like not and inherently valuable and all those things. Yes, I believe, but I did not feel those things. So people telling me those things was not productive versus me being able to feel a appropriate level of disgust, if you will, mm -hmm. um, was kind of what spurred change. And so I feel like there's a nice, there has to be a balance because when especially if people haven't had like lived experience in a bigger body and just that feeling like I've been, had dietitians tell me like, Oh, it's like, you're just completely fine. I'm like, actually, no, I'm not fine. I'm extremely unhealthy. I feel unhealthy. I feel like I'm going to die. You cannot tell me that I'm fine. So there was like that level of disgust. I would say that was there. Um, kind of when I was just like, Holy crap, that something needs to change. And, and that was enough to like, kind of as much as it was overwhelming that there was so much work to do on myself, it was enough to be like, okay, like this is doable. And I'm just honestly going to have to take it day by day or else I'm going to go crazy. 100%. It's this weird, I had never heard that before of using disgust, which is a very, like, it's a poignant word, right? You're just yeah. like, oh, um, 
using that as motivation, like obviously I tend to be someone who wants to talk about the carrot more than the stick in a sense. Um, Cause I think that we're already in a lot of our clientele is already in a state of constantly beating themselves up and constantly shaming themselves. And I really like, like the Brene Brown quote is that we can't shame ourselves into uh, making behavior change. And they've, they have found that time and time again, that by littling or shaming yourself, it really can drive you to those negative behavior patterns and coping mechanisms all over again. At the same time, when I heard this video and it was like this, what he described disgust as was enough is enough. Like you come more of exactly like I am done. This is my rock bottom. And I know more from this day forward. And, and then the difference is recognizing enough is enough. And rather than beating yourself up, there's actually this place of self-acceptance that has to come first and then deciding like, that's where that decision part comes in. And so I'd love like for you, I I know there's been multiple moments or, or days in your life where you've made a big switch, but can you think of, I think these days really do stand up, like stand out in our mind when we're like, yep, this is it. I, this will never be me again. So could you describe one of those days for you? Yeah. I, and I think I've probably shared it on the podcast before, but I just remember like, and it's so weird because I don't remember the feelings, feeling these things. And I know that they were there, but like feeling those just, Oh, I feel horrible feelings like on a regular basis. But I remember one day waking up and I was like, Oh my gosh. Like I hurt. (laughs) And my body hurts and I'm sore and I haven't even gone to the gym, which is like, well, then what else have you been doing? Um, And I just remember like my ankles, like they were swollen and they were like puffy and they hurt. My bones hurt. Um, And, and just feeling like the, and I've said this before, but like the person inside me, like me, my soul was not a reflection of what my, like how my body was presenting. And it wasn't a reflect. And, and I wanted those two things to match up. Like I wanted to feel, I wanted to, and I know this might sound like vain, but like, I wanted to look as good as I wanted to feel. Like I wanted those things to be in sync with each other. And, and not only was I noticing that they weren't in sync, but like other people were like noticing and I didn't, I wasn't not, I was not receptive to that, but it was just mismatch of like, this is not me. And how am I in this body? And like, how am I at the weight that I am? And it's not me. It is a, it is a shell. Right. But I just wanted to better represent myself and, and, and be like, no, I, I can do something different. I am able to do something different, but it was very much. So this like feeling of something has to change. It wasn't like, oh, you're such a piece of shit. Like you're saying, I wasn't like sitting there, like harping on myself. It was just like, man, I'm really uncomfortable and I don't want to feel this way. And when you can come at it from that aspect of like, I'm uncomfortable. I'm, I looked up the word disgust. It's an emotional response of rejection or revulsion to something potentially contagious or something considered offensive, distasteful, or unpleasant. And I would say it's that like unpleasant feeling of just Mm -hmm. like, like this, this can't be it. Like this can't be my bottom line. 
no, one, 100%. And it's, it's so hard to talk about some of this stuff because I do know that some of our clients also can struggle with body dysmorphia and like not being able to see themselves for who they are, for what their body actually looks like or whatever else. But I think that there is like when there is that mismatch. And I think the big thing that I want people to understand from this is you cannot make change without acceptance. Like I 100% believe that you have to accept that you are where you are. And rather than thinking like, I need to get into the smaller body, like as fast as possible, just making that decision that you are going to commit to the daily actions to become a different person. I think for me, like, it's really interesting when I think I have a couple of moments for myself, when I decided to really make change, like when it comes to my health, I remember being at a family reunion in Florida, this would have been back in 2019. And I was an orange theory coach and I was struggling massively with bulimia. Like I was this health coach. I was trying to be, I was trying to take things online. I was trying to figure out my life. And I remember being at this reunion and not being like sitting with all my cousins and we're all having snacks and stuff. And I just couldn't stop eating the snacks until the point that it was uncomfortable. And I kept judging myself. I wasn't even fully present. All I could think about was like this food that I just couldn't stop eating. And then when everybody went home or like went back to their little whatever, before going to bed, I took a shower and threw up in the shower. And like, I just remember being in this place and like, who am I? Like, this is disgusting. This is awful. I feel like a complete hypocrite. And I, I finally, at that point, I accepted the fact that I needed help and I needed to, that that's when I brought it up to, to my family. That's when I brought it up to Bridget. That's when I was like, I can't do this by myself. I need help. Um, and so that I think those are the things too. like for you. So once you felt that and you knew that and you're like, I'm in pain, what did you do next? Well, that's a very loaded statement. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think knowing that like, you're not going to be able to tackle the world's problem, like your problems or the world's problems in one day is something to recognize. And like, it's not going to be solved in one, one day, one week, one month, a three month transformation. Like none of those things are going to exist. I mean, maybe they do in the diet culture, diet culture, e-world thinking about when I've felt my best in the past, what was I doing? What were the things that were I doing? And you can relate this to anything. Like I was just having a conversation with a friend um, about business and it was like, well, when was business booming? What were the things you were doing? Who were you talking to? What were the things like mindset things you were focusing on? How are you talking to your customer? Like anything, like you can literally apply this to anything, but thinking about times where you've experienced like these you felt good. You felt your best. And what were the things that you were doing? And are you doing those things now? And if not, then start implementing them. I know that, you know, this was after I had been to two rounds of treatment 
So I had already known what it was like to kind of start that recovery process. So one of the things that like made me feel really good, not only just because I was moving my body, but also for my mental space was walking. And that was one thing that I knew that, you know, and we could go on and on about different things, but that was one thing that I knew that was a monumental thing in my life that I wanted to like redefine for myself, that it wasn't like sabotage for, you know, eating a certain food or feeling a certain way. Like it was something that helped my mental space and my physical body. Um, and then to start implementing that, but that's like one thing that, and you can literally just start with one thing and move through that. And, and I'm not going to go into all the other things because this is a practical example of like, I knew that that was one thing that I wasn't doing that I knew that I should be doing. Oof, that's huge. I, and I, I, you know what, I love that you said just the one thing. And I think that that's what I would like to leave people with a little bit is just like one thing. Like, like that is the problem with diet culture. And I know you love 75 hard and have had an amazing experience with 75 hard, but that is for me, the big issue with 75 hard is again, it is saying multiple things like, and you and I both know you couldn't have started this journey with 75 hard. No. And, and frankly, post 75 hard, if you will, it's been very interesting to navigate. Um, I think, and we haven't really personally talked about this, but it pushes you to a certain level where I know, I know that I know what I'm capable of. And if I'm not doing those things, like I know that I can like go hard, like I can do all of the things. And sometimes, I mean, frankly, my business, if I'm doing 75 hard is not the best as it is versus if I'm not doing 75 hard, I have more time to spend on my business. It's growing. I have like so many different things going on, but I'm not necessarily working out twice a day. So it's like interesting post 75 hard to kind of like navigate those things because I know the things that I'm capable of, but I also know the things I wasn't able to focus on when I was doing those things. And so it's like really finding that balance. Oh, 100%. Well, like, let's think back to how many times you were sick during yeah. your first 75 hard. Oh gosh, that was horrible. I was like, I swear I was like sweating out and getting out like gunk that has been in my body for you. I have no idea, but I was, yes. And I was feverish and it was gross. Well, and part of it is you were outside in the cold all the time. When you're doing all these things, one of the things that can fall to the wayside is sleep, yeah. you know, and, and rest and recovery. and when, and I know you did a good job of like doing yoga and walking and not having to go like all out in your big workouts, but it's just, I think for me, like, I, I understand what you're saying. Like, you know what you are capable of, but that cannot yeah. be your top priority all of yeah. the time. And it's not. But my thing is, so like, this is something I've been just, I've been thinking about, like, I mentally, regardless of any of the physical stuff that was a byproduct. I mentally never have felt so on par on game and it's very hard for me. And we, I, this was not, to talk no, that's about fine. That. This is great. It's organic. I mentally, I have a different edge when I'm, when there are things that I say that, and I think it is the social, the social aspect of it as well, potentially most often probably is, but I can't, it's really hard for me to justify like that is truly when I do, when I'm not sick. 
when I say it's so hard, like it's so hard for me to talk about because it's, I'm, I'm battling that. Like, well, if I'm doing it, like my business suffers, not suffers, but it takes like the back burner because I'm having to like do all these other things. But I also feel the most mentally empowered and on, on game. I don't know how to, I don't know how to explain it. Well, and part of it, I think it is that social aspect. It is like, because again, more than just doing the things you were sharing it. Yeah. I'm like, my ego couldn't be like, Hey guys, I decided to not do it. Like my, my ego literally could not be like, Hey, like I was tired today. And I think that's the mental aspect that of like, regardless of how I was feeling, regardless of the events of the day, how work went, much sleep I got, I was doing those. And I think that's where the confidence came in of like, it doesn't matter what happens. I'm still going to do it. And I think that's the mental thing that I chase. And I get that. And I, I really appreciate it because if anything else, it's, it's allowing you to recognize I can keep commitments to myself. I can keep promises to myself. It's building a foundation of trust with myself. Uh, I, I see the benefits of all of those things. It's just, again, I always ask like, well, what happens on day 76? Yeah. Um, and I would say it's not for, I, I would, I genuinely don't recommend, I, I honestly don't, I'm not like, Hey, you want to change your life? Do 75 hard because it is one of the hardest things that I've ever done. Like it is, it, it like breaks you down to build you back up type thing. And I don't think that you need to do that to make change. And I didn't do that starting out. Like I had already been on my journey prior to doing 75 hard. So it's, it's not so funny. One- I think both you and I would probably say, if you do want to change your life, start going on a walk every day. Oh, yes. Like, and, <laughs> and Chelsea talks about this, like in the program, like water gratitude and steps, like those can be your three things. And if that is the only three things that you do the whole day, congratulations, because try drinking like even 80 to hundred ounces, just try it. Like, see how you feel, see how your skin feels see when you don't do that and how you feel. And like, even if you can't get 10,000 steps today, 7,000, like even just doing those little things can drastically change your life. And I will shrink that change even more because if I would have taken you from like that day of your like, I'm in pain to say, Hey, uh-huh. now let's do 7,000 steps. You would have said, uh, uh-uh. uh, like, and yeah. I know it because I remember I, I met you that day. And so guys, like I, that's the problem too. And again, like even health wise guys, drinking a gallon of water a day may not, it legit may not be healthy for you. Just so we're very clear. Um, but for me, when I'm talking about water steps, gratitude, which are the foundational habits of the rediscover you free program and have been for years, when I'm saying water, I'm saying at least start your day with a glass of water, like get out of bed. And the first thing you put in your body is a glass of water when it's uh, steps, literally just go for a walk around the block, either in the morning or after dinner, just get into the habit. Cause more than anything, what you're doing is you're telling yourself, I am capable of making time for myself to get in some movement and you can expand from there, but start small. And then with the gratitude, we have our gratitude journal. It's our three, two, one journal. It's bullet points. It's to let journaling and gratitude just be a natural part of your daily habit. I promise you this one little thing. I've heard it from so many people. That's why it's one of our freebies. Um, and, and we're just giving it out to people because it's life-changing. Like I've heard this from so many people, 
So if you've ever wanted to like start having a journaling practice, but it just feels so difficult or so overwhelming, you know that there's so many benefits to it, but you just don't know how to get started. Definitely, definitely go to rediscoveryfree.com slash journal and get your own free journal. Just putting that out yep. there. Reach. Um, but yeah, so keep it small. And I, I think guys, the, the big thing I would like for you guys to understand is like, what is my why? And I, I think sometimes we do have to get to a rock bottom in order to make change because to make real change means that the change of you staying the same is worse than, than the pain of change of the change, right? Like the pain of staying the same is worse than the pain of making change because we're always going to try and avoid pain and seek pleasure. And any sort of change means that you're getting outside of your comfort zone, which means it is going to be painful. It's going to be uncomfortable. But I mean, if you're not making change, I need you to really look at and see like, all right, so apparently I'm comfortable here. Apparently this is where I'm, I'm willing to stay. I'm willing to tolerate being here at least for right now. Yeah. I was, I was listening to this podcast, um, the other day, it's this husband and wife and they do it. It's a great podcast. It's, um, but they were talking about the saying, but being, feeling like you're between a rock and a hard place mm. and that when a snake sheds its skin, it's between two rocks and it's stuck in between the rocks and it pulls itself out. And then it's, it's brand new. The snake basically, you know, at the time might feel like they're between two rocks and like, this is all that they have. And it's really difficult and it might hurt or whatever. But when they pull themselves out of the rock, their their skin, the shedding stays there and then they're able to have new skin. And so I've been like kind of using that like in my everyday of like, yeah, I might feel stuck, but so did the snake. The I snake felt. love that. I'm obsessed with analogies later. Lately, I even just wrote this down. Like I have so many analogies that I've been like holding on to lately. And I think that that's a really great one for us to just kind of hold on to is like when I'm feeling stuck. And the biggest thing that I would say that you and I both know to be true is that the only way to get through it is to decide to. And like, for me, like, again, that word decide, D is off side means to cut or to kill. When you actually decide something, you cut off or kill off any of the other options. And I mean, I can remember different moments, like when I took the big leap of faith to invest in coaching, like that was it. The reason we do this investment, like, and now I'm at the point, like I've invested well over $50,000, like in my own education and mentorship and coaching. And like, I will continue to do so, but I needed that first one. My first program was $8,000 that I didn't have. I put it on a credit card, but I knew with every ounce in my being that this is what I needed to get me to like make real change. It was the commitment. It was the big jump in with both feet that this is it for me. There is no other option. Like I'm all in and I have been all in ever since. And did it, like, is it comfortable? No. Is it something where like, I would say that everyone needs to put themselves into debt in order to make change? No, but it was something that I needed. And my life has never been the same 
sense investing in that first program. And it's not necessarily because of the program. Uh, it's more so it's just, I, I said, I drew a line in the sand that day. I drew a line in the sand that day that I would never go back to working for anybody else. I drew a line in the sand saying that I'm going to figure this out. And that's the, the thing where he talked about in the video about resolve, right? That resolve means I don't care how much I have to invest. I don't care how many years this takes me. I don't care how long it takes me to learn these things. I'm going to keep going until I freaking get there. I am yes. not going to quit. And he, he compares it to a baby learning to walk. Like, at what point would you tell a baby, just give it up, kid? Like, you're just not going to be a walker. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and so like, what is it for you that you need to do that you're scared to do? It has to, like, I firmly believe it has to scare you. Like, yeah. I don't care what it is. It doesn't have to be a finance, like, whatever it is, it has to scare you. It could be flying out to be at a retreat, which we do have coming up and not yeah. knowing anybody. Like, I've had to do things like that, that were extremely uncomfortable. I didn't know anybody that I was going to see when I was there, but I knew I had to be in that room and it changed my entire life. And so what is it for you? Do you have any examples or something like that for you where you drew the line in the sand? Uh, many times, but I think, I think that, you know, in regards to like food body stuff, like I had spent so much time beating myself up and engaging in unhealthy eating behaviors and there was a, a certain level of like this cannot be what I'm going to do for the rest of my life and in the same respect of like you know you taking the leap of like going online and not working for anyone like that was your I'm not going to this will not be the rest of my life and I think whatever that is for whoever you know is listening like I mean, there's, there's many moments that I've had in my life, but I think when we're talking about this type of stuff, it's like, I am not going to, to be somebody. And this was very relevant when I was still working in the hospital, but like, I will not tell somebody that they need to take care of themselves when I'm not doing the same. Mm. And I'm not going to sit here and say that you need to be, in, you know, a good steward of your health when I'm not doing the same. And so there was like a level of shame being attached to it of like, who am I to like, tell these people that they need to be doing that. And so that was kind of, I would say like my line, um, one of many, but of just like, I'm not going to be somebody that is telling people these things when I'm not doing it for myself. And when I'm not like, when I can't say with confidence, like, yeah, I do give a shit about myself. I, I do care. And, and frankly, living with you, Kelsey was a very eye-opening experience of like, your dedication to making sure that you do the things like my natural inclination isn't to make sure that I'm moving my body and fueling myself and being grateful. And I don't think any of like, that's like for a lot of people can probably relate, but like you're doing those things because you know that you know, the outcome in the way that it makes you feel. So regardless of what's going on, those are the things you're going to do. And that was a big lesson that you taught me of like, it doesn't matter. Like we're going to go for a walk. We're going to make sure that we have our water, whatever. And so, I mean, I would say there's many lines in the sand, but that was one of just like, it can literally just be that you don't want to have 
whatever your current state is be the rest of your life. And that is totally okay. That is a totally, like, it doesn't have to be a shame-ridden thing. It can literally just be, I will not, like, I'm 24 years old. I have a long life to live. I will not do this for the rest of my life. And that can be it. And and that can be your line. And it can be literally one decision to the left or one decision to the right of what that next step is going to be. But it doesn't have to... Um, and you might think that that decision isn't that big of a decision back and you're like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe where my life is at now because I decided to stand up for myself. I decided to leave that job. I decided to, you know, get that gym membership or foster that friendship. Like you might not realize in the moment how big of a decision it was. I didn't realize it the day that I woke up and I felt so literally so heavy and I was hurting. I didn't realize at that moment that this, that was going to be that defining moment because I'd already been in treatment. I had already been in therapy. I'd already done a lot of the things and I'm like, nothing's working. Like nothing is like, who's to say this is the moment, Mm -hmm. but who's to say it's not the moment. I think one of the biggest things I'd love people to take away from, and I know we're talking about like the one day that'll change your life or the day that changes your life or whatever else, which, you know, we do both know like what those days were, but where the resolve part is, is the fact that you then from that moment on decide again, every single day, every single day, you decide again, that I am going to be someone who practices what she preaches You decide again that I am a woman of my word. You decide again that I am somebody who prioritizes her health, well-being, and moving her body. And I do that by casting a vote and recognizing that I'm not going to be perfect and that's okay, but I am going to show up to the best of my ability today and recognize that, again, it's not a unanimous vote that we need. We just need a majority. But you have to keep deciding that this is the person you're going to be. And I think that that comes by having real clarity as to where you're going. And that's where that desire piece comes in. And I think for me, like, that's the biggest thing we're going to be talking about in the Rediscover Your Story retreat. And we'll just kind of segue there as we kind of wrap this up, is understanding and getting real clarity, where do I want my life to go? A lot of times we get, we feel stuck, right? We feel stuck in the rock and the hard place. We feel stuck in our day to day. We know that we don't like where we are, but we don't have enough driving us forward to keep moving forward through the discomfort. You need both. You need the carrot and the stick. You need something that you are so freaking scared of and so like, I can't let this be me, but you also need something to strive for. And that's the idea of that rediscover your story, you being the hero of your story. What do you want your life to look like? Because this is the problem. If you never take time to really think about what it looks like for you to have food freedom, for you to be in a body that you feel good in, like if you can't even fully imagine what your life would look like if you were to take chances and like, like me, buy a plane ticket to New Zealand, (laughs) like in, in like, in no way at that time could I, like, it didn't make financial sense. It didn't make any practical sense, but I knew that that was the decision I wanted to make. And so, but I knew it because I had a clear 
vision of what I want my life to look like. And so if you're ready to get clarity on that, I really encourage you guys, there is something so special about an in-person experience and getting out of the day-to-day so that you can have a zoomed out big picture view of what you want life to look like. If you're listening to this and we still have a couple spots left, please just go to rediscover.u.free on Instagram, DM me retreat. We'll also leave a link for the retreat and you can book a free information session to see if it's a good fit for you. You've got nothing to lose and possibly your whole life to gain. And along with some- Who's to say it's not your moment at the retreat? Oh my gosh. How many, like, that's when I like this retreat legit. I've, I've had it even for myself. Like last year, I was just talking to Michelle about it. Like last year's retreat, even though I was hosting it, it changed my whole life. It changed the entire trajectory of my life. I was in a place of feeling like a victim to my own circumstances and just stuck. And at the retreat, something clicked. And the like two days after the retreat, that's when I booked my ticket to New Zealand. I said, enough is enough. This is my dream. This is what I've always wanted. I'm going to do it. I'm going to figure it out. I went out there. I've now met the love of my life. I'm just going to put that out there on the podcast. Anyway, <laughs> I met, I, anyway, it's great. Uh, I'm very happy. I'm extremely happy. And it wouldn't have happened without this retreat and being pushed out of my comfort zone. So if you are looking to make real massive change, and you're looking for that one day that'll kick your ass, this is it. Stop holding yourself back. I love it. All right, you guys, we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good rest of your day. Love you guys. Bye.